Acts chapter 8 is where we're at today. Um, We're continuing our series uh, entitled Forward. Right, this call uh, of the Christian life to progress forward in our faith. Right, we're not uh, called to look back uh, necessarily. We're not called to uh, to stay in the same place, uh, but we're called to progress forward. Called to progress forward in Him, and we see the first century church in the Book of Acts uh, do this very thing: progress forward, move uh, forward. We know uh, uh, the day of Pentecost came. Right, the folk, a whole bunch of people got saved. Open people got saved, and then we see the, the launch of the first century church. And man, they're going serving, right? Living for Jesus, sharing the gospel message, and, and lives were changed. Lives were changed forever. And the call for us, right, as believers is, man, hey, to emulate the first century church and look to live lives for Him forward. Forward. Hey, can, can I just be honest with you, man? All of us in here, right? We gotta progress in our Christian faith one step at a time. It's not good just to be in the same place, just to think, hey, because I'm saved, hey, you know, I'm going to be in heaven one day. So, man, I'm, hey, I'm cool. I'm just going to coast the rest of the way. That, that's not the call of the Christian life. The call of the Christian life is to progress forward, forward. Last week we talked about how, right, progressing forward looks like this, us choosing to be people that uh, serve, that answer the call to serve. Acts chapter 6 talked about that. And this week... Right, we're going to be looking at what it looks like to progress forward in this call to share, to share the greatest news ever. And that's what we see was a marker for the first century church. Acts chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 26. If you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. Uh, coming up to this point, right, Stephen, the guy we saw in Acts chapter 6, man, at the end of Acts chapter 7, gets stoned. He gives testimony of this Jesus in front of a whole bunch of people. They're mad, right? They end up killing him, stoning him, right? And there's this a guy named Saul, which we'll look at a little later, man, who was one of the leading guys at uh, bringing persecution to the church. He steps to the scene. But even in the midst of all this persecution, right, the church was moving forward. A guy named Philip, right, who was part of that uh, 7 that we saw in Acts 6, Right. He was uh, all aboard sharing the gospel, man. He's sharing the news. Folks getting saved. They're having revival there. Right. Even though there was persecution, man, revival was taking place. And then we find ourselves in verse uh, 26 in this encounter that Philip has that was unexpected. Um, But we see that he answers this call and this message to share. Starting in verse 26, we're going to read through the end of the chapter. This is what the word of the Lord says. Says this, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of uh, Candace queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all of her treasure, uh, uh, who was in charge of all of her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah, the prophet, and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he, talking about the eunuch, said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now, the passage of scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not 
his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe this generation for his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, does this prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opening his mouth or then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with the scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus, man, the greatest news ever, by the way. About Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. I've entitled the message, hey, simply this, it's time to share. It's time to share. Hey, we want to progress forward in our faith. Hey, what that looks like is us, man, answering the call to share the greatest news ever, man, to a world that's in need of it. It's time to Share. Why don't we pray one more time? Lord God, we love you. We thank you for who you are, Lord. We thank you that this message of the gospel came to us, God. Thank you for the faithful men and women of old that shared the gospel with us so that we could come to know you. And so, Lord, I pray right now that, God, you would meet us where we are, Lord. Encourage Convict, lead us, Lord, to be people that are about living life on mission for you, God. Help us to to have Christ-like eyes towards folks. To see, Lord, that there are people all around us, Lord. People in our family that are in need of this great news that we have, God. Help us not just to be folks that are content with sitting on the sideline or just coasting through life. Think, hey, because we're good. That we don't need to share this good news with others, God. Help us, motivate us to be folks, Lord, that, and share this good news with others, Lord, knowing that it's time to share. Meet with us now, Lord. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Hey, listen, church, it, it's time to share. It's time to share. And we see Philip, man, Philip the evangelist, right? He was a servant of the church, but hey, his ministry... Brother Stephen, it didn't just stay within the four walls of the church, man. It went out. It talks about this dude, man. He went and shared the message of the gospel. We see this guy, man, ordinary guy, ordinary guy, man, that had a heart, passion, conviction, man, because of the people that were around him that were lost, even though some of those people didn't like him, man. Hey, he saw the call to share and he chose to do so, man. And hey, that same call is for us in this room. I've said it before, it doesn't matter if we're introverted or extroverted. Man, hey, you're, it's time to share. doesn't matter, man, if, if we've been saved three weeks or we've been saved 30 years. Hey, call still the same, man. Call's time to share. Hey, it hey, doesn't matter if we grew up in the church, man, and we know the Bible inside and out, or we know very little of it. We just know John 3, 16. Hey, the call's still the same, man. It's time to share. Time to share. And we see Philip here, man, in this story with the Ethiopian eunuch. Be faithful to share. And so the question 
is this. What does that look like? How, man, do we be people, man, that share this good news? How do we do that? It's it, 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 If we're just being honest, it's a pretty daunting task, isn't it? Whenever we think about it, man, hey, to go and to share, man, this news of Christ in a culture that... Now, we know nothing's news under the sun, but in a culture that seems like is, is going further and further away, man, from, from wanting to hear about Jesus. How, how do we live as people that are on mission for him? What does that look like? Look like, well, I'm glad you asked. Glad you asked. And it looks like this. We see it here in uh, this encounter with the Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, man. We see three ways, man, which is how we are able to share the gospel with others. The first way is... This first way is this. We see it in the first part of the text, man. Hey, how do we share gospel with us? Hey, we look to learn how to follow the Lord's lead. Follow the Lord's lead. It says here that an angel of the Lord, man, called Philip from where he was at, man, to go to this desert place. Which, by the way, it's interesting. Like I said, Philip, man, he was sharing the gospel. People were getting saved left and right in the place where he was at. He was in revival. He was in revival. And God calls him from revival to the desert. It's interesting. It's interesting. But hey, Philip chose to follow his lead anyway, man. And to go, man, and, and what led and, and it led to this encounter with this eunuch. Hey, as followers of Jesus, we've got to learn how to follow God's lead. Well, let me let me stop there before I continue, right? Sadly, Brother Dwayne, a lot of folks use this call for us to uh, follow the Lord's lead as almost a cop-out for sharing the gospel in general. The Bible does tell us, right, that we are ambassadors for Christ. Right. We're called, you know, called to live life on mission for him, called to be his witnesses, as Acts 1, 8 says. The word tells us to do that. Right. So we don't need it painted in the sky that we're supposed to do that. But we've got to understand the the other side of it, too, that, hey, this is spirit work. When God does lead us to that individual, to that place, to that people, there's a purpose and reason for it. And so we've got to choose to follow his lead in it. I choose to follow his lead in it. Right. It's a both end. It's a both end. You've got one extreme where folks are like, man, hey, I just need it painted in the sky, man, in order for me to share the gospel. But then you got the other side where, hey, you're so entrenched in a certain method or way in sharing that, man, evangelism becomes more of, of a quota to reach rather than, man, a means in which, man, you're sharing because you're caring for those folks. Not about a quota. It's not about marketing, you know, checking off a box, right, a, on your proverbial Christian life. No, no, no. It's, it's about following the Lord's lead, man. And so where he leads, man, we must Go. Must go, man. In order to share the gospel, we've got to choose to be people that follow the Lord's lead. And we see Philip do that. How, how did he do that? How did he do that? We see here that, man, he followed the Lord's lead to a place. To a place. Spirit of God led Philip, man, to, to uh, this desert place, man. Didn't make any sense, but he followed his lead. And, and that, a lot of times, man, is, is the Christian life for us. As we're walking with God, man, hey, there's going to be a point in time. Where God, man, leads us to a place where it doesn't really make sense why we're going there. But the call for us is to go there. There's going to be a time where, hey, God calls us from the revival place to the desert place. But the call for us is to be faithful and to go. Don't, don't be like me a lot of times or, or like uh, that famous guy in the Bible, Jonah. Remember Jonah? Right. Philip did the exact opposite of Jonah. Jonah, whenever he heard the word, man, he fled. He went, he went the other way. Literally went the other way. Don't be like him. Man, choose to be like Philip here. I remember when I was in seminary and, uh, um, was just going about my, you know, day studying, you know, doing my thing, trying to study, I should say, 
doing my thing. And uh, one of the guys that worked at the church, he or worked at the seminary, rather, came up to me and said, hey, Irv, man, we uh, we had this spot open up about, uh, you know, uh, going to India on mission trip, man. And, you know, Lord brought you to my mind, man. You know, you, you want to go? And, you know, just being honest, Brother Tiny, I really didn't want to go. I, I'd heard about India. I heard about that long flight, Brother Christian. I mean, you know, several, you know, several hours, you know, multiple day trip. I heard about that. But, you know, the guys that, you know, what my response was, I said, hey, hey you know, I'll pray about it, Brother Boyd. Y'all ever been there? I knew in that moment, I knew God was telling me I was supposed to go. Right. But I said, you know, what? Let, let me let me pray about it real quick. You know, let, let me pray. About it. I'll get back to you. And pretty soon, you know, maybe you've been there, man. The Lord convicted me. He said, hey, Irv, man, you already know what to do. I already told you what to do. Yeah, prayer is important, but you already know what to do. And so, man, the call for me was to respond and go. And go. Hey, listen, in the same way, man, as you walk with the Lord, right, as he calls you to a certain place, man, the call for you is to respond in obedience uh, to him. Right? Sometimes the places where he calls us are not the most glamorous of places, but the call for us is to go. Right. Hey, sometimes, man, the toughest place to go that, you know, he's calling you to is across the street to connect with that neighbor. Even though it's tough, the call for you is to go. Hey, sometimes, man, hey, the the toughest place for you to go, man, is to is to go across the office to speak to that worker or that other soldier. Maybe tough, but the call for you is to go. Man, where is he leading you? And if we want to be faithful witnesses for him, the call for us is to follow his lead, man. And he led Philip to. A place. Led him to a place. But also, listen, he led Philip to a people. Man, Philip gets to this desolate place and he meets this Ethiopian man. And just reading it at first glance, you may not think much of it, but man, this was a pretty big deal. Ethiopian guy, man, he, he's from basically a, a whole another continent, man. He's, he's Gentile to the core. Here's the thing. That Ethiopian dude didn't look like the other Jewish dudes that were there. Didn't look like the Hellenistic, you know, Jews, right? The, the Gentile uh, or the uh, uh, Greek-speaking Jews that were there didn't, didn't look like them. Totally different guy. But hey, the Lord led him to talk to him. Led him to a people. Right? This Ethiopian eunuch was just en route, man, to on his pilgrimage. Probably heard some about the Lord, man. He was going to observe the temple, man, and... Pay homage to the God of the Jews, right, in the midst of all his other gods. And the Lord led Philip, man, to speak to this person. Speak to this person. The Lord leads us to people, man. He leads us to people. Man, there are people in your life that God is leading you to encounter, talk to, that, hey, may not look like you. Hey, may not be the most comfortable people to talk to maybe people that may not even like you bless God but man he leads you and when he leads you man the call for you is to go and encounter them engage in conversation with them there's a conversation with them Acts chapter 16 Paul man he says like this in the early part of Acts chapter 16 right Paul and them wanted to go to this place they were pumped up to go to this place but the spirit of God wouldn't let them go there and so, man, they diverted to another location. And it says in, in verse 9, look what it says. 
It says, while they were in this place, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was sit, was standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Man, hey, the Lord leads us to people. There are people right now you know that God has led you to, man, that need to hear the truth. And so the call for you is to answer, man, that call to go. And to speak to them, man, to invite them, have conversation with them. We've got to choose to follow the Lord's lead. Be careful not to underestimate the Spirit's work in evangelism. And he leads and he guides. I'll sum it up. It's like this, and then we'll move on to the next point. It's like that old hymn we used to sing back at church, man, a long time ago. Y'all remember? Right, it goes like this. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Hey, wherever he leads, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Man, where is he leading you today? Man, the call for you is to answer that call. See, the first way in sharing the gospel is, man, following the Lord's lead. Secondly, man, we'll move fairly quickly here. Second way we see, man, us answering this call to share the gospel is by us choosing to learn how to fellowship with people. Fellowship with people. Brother RJ, I never caught this before, man. He, he uh, Philip was there. Lord tells him to go and speak to that Ethiopian eunuch, right? And Philip goes and engages. Hey, what, what are you reading there? Right? And, and the eunuch's like, man, I, I, I don't understand what I'm reading unless somebody tells me. And it says in verse 31 that he went into the chariot. The Ethiopian eunuch invited Philip into the chariot. And Philip willingly accepted, man, and sat in that chariot and began to explain, man, what he was reading. Man, profound. I'd never seen that before. Philip could have easily just said, hey, nah, man, hey, you're, you're one of them, you know, Gentile dudes. Hey, one of those Ethiopians, those African dudes. Hey, I'll, hey, I'll just, I'll just shout to you from afar, man. I, he, he could have just up and left. But hey, he, man, decided, man, that, this guy was worth fellowshipping with, man. And so I'm going to sit in this chair and meet him where he is. Man, and have a conversation with him. Have a conversation with him. Man. Well, how does that apply to us? What does that look like for us? Man? Many a times, maybe, and you probably relate to this because you understand it, man. Many a times the first step, man, in getting the gospel to somebody is, man, starting a relationship with them fellowshipping with them, getting to know them, hey, becoming friends with them, connecting with them in some way, shape, or form. That's many times where it begins, where it begins. And for us to be willing to share the gospel with people that that are far from Christ, we've got to learn, right, the value of being willing to fellowship with them. Hey, invite them in over to the dinner table with your family. Man, invite them out to coffee, man. Engage in conversation with them. Hey, meet them where they are. Be there for them whenever there's a need. Because like that old cliche goes, man, hey, a lot of people, man, a lot of times they they don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And hey, you you know a good way you show how much you care for folks? Man, by engaging in conversation with them, talking to them. Hey, showing them that they're not just some experiment that, that you're working on. Or, or, hey, they're, they're, they're not just 
some number right in your mind that, that, that you're trying to convert, but, but caring about them for who they are, where they're at. And we see, man, this picture of Philip doing that by sitting there with the Ethiopian eunuch. I've heard it said before, our view of people will lead to how we choose to treat them, value them. And I think a lot of times, sadly, what happens in church life, can I just be real with you? Because I fall victim to this all the time. I think what happens a lot of times in, in, in church life is, man, because we're saved, those in here who know Jesus, because we know him, we believe, man, that we're better than those folks that are lost. Been there? I, I've been there. I think that I'm better than somebody that's lost. Now it's true. Hey, we're in a better position, man. We're going to be in glory with Jesus, fellowship with him. But that doesn't mean that we're better than them. Better than them. It doesn't. And so because of that truth, man, we ought to choose to engage with those folks in in a manner, man, that is pleasing to the Lord. Man, Titus 3, it says it like this, just in case you need some proof, some evidence of this reality. Look look at what Paul told Titus. Remember Titus, that young preacher, man, out in Crete, the island of Crete there. He's training them, right, pouring into him, investing in him. He says this, hey, remind them, the people there, to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient and to be ready for every good work. To speak evil of no one. To avoid quarreling. To be gentle and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures. Passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But verse 4, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Man, hey, we we are better than those that were like we were just like them before Christ came and saved us. And so understanding that that reality, man, that ought to motivate us to be folks, man, that engage with people that are different than us. Listen, hey, those people that are lost, they they don't have sin cooties, man. We're not called to just avoid them. Right? Just bring it in kids' terms, right? They they don't have sin cooties. Man, they're folks, man, who are in need of this, the greatest news ever. And the call for us, man, is to engage with them. Man, it starts with a conversation, starts with a cup of coffee. And it starts, hey, it starts by inviting them into your life. Hey, sometimes, right, the the call for us is to invite them to the dinner table before we invite them, man, to the marriage supper of the Lamb by them accepting Christ. And so who are those people in your life, man, that God's leading for you to take that first step and connect with, engage with, fellowship with? Man, the call for us, man, is to take that step of faith. I'm glad Milton and Lisa Noe did that for me. Far from God, didn't know him, right? But they invited us into their life, my family into their life. Invited us to their dinner table, i.e. swimming pool at their house. They had a really big pool, so we used to go over there all the time. And hey, and that was the start, man. Invited us to church shared the good news of Jesus with us. I came to faith. There's people in your life that God has there, man, for the purpose of 
you fellowshipping with them so that they can hear the gospel. Call for us to do so, man. Second way we share the gospel is by first starting out, man, with fellowshipping with them, having a conversation with them, conversation with them. And then thirdly and lastly, and I'm, I'm through, right? Hey, the third way that we share the gospel is simply this, by sharing the gospel, <laughs> by faithfully sharing the good news. That's exactly what Philip did here. Look back at the text. Make sure you know I'm not making it up. Right, they read the scripture in Isaiah together. The eunuch asks him in verse 34, man, who, who is this prophet speaking about? Is he talking about himself or somebody else? And then Philip, man, he opened his mouth. That's key, opening his mouth. He opened his mouth. And beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. Hey, the way that we faithfully share the gospel is by opening our mouth and sharing it. About the chair. That, that, that's, that's what we got to do. Hey, we, we've got to take that step and openly share it. It's not good enough just to simply live a good moral life, man. Yes, our life, man, ought to, ought to reflect the Christ that we say that we follow and serve, but, but that, can I be honest, that's, that's not enough. Not enough. We've got to faithfully, man, step out and share. Got to. Got to faithfully step out and share, man. It says that Philip did that. Did that. And so what that means for us is this. Hey, all of us in here who know Christ, man, hey, we are preachers of this good news. Preachers of this good news. Say, Pastor Herb, man, what, what is the good news? Man, well, I'm glad you asked. Maybe you need a refresher. I'll go ahead and tell you. Hey, the, the good news, right, it starts out, sadly, with bad news, man. We were created in the image of God to, to, to fellowship with him, created to live in communion with him, man. But, but sin entered into the world. Adam and Eve, man, and that sin severed our Fellowship and relationship with God. Sin separates us from Him. But the good news is, hey, greatest news ever. God didn't keep us in that place. Hey, it's that because of His love for us, man, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to bridge the chasm, man, between us and God. Sent His Son, Jesus Christ, man. It says in John 1.14 that the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. Fully God and fully man. Lived the perfect life we couldn't live. Died the death that we should have died on, Calvary, on Calvary's cross. But didn't stay dead. Hello, on the third day, he rose from the grave. Rose from the grave, defeating death, hell, and the power of sin. And so now those who choose to believe in him, man, can have everlasting life. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. And the call for us, man, is to share Romans 1.16 tells us, man, that, hey, there is power. The gospel. The gospel, man, has power saved. And so the call for us is to share that good news, man. And we see that Philip, he shared that news. You may say, Pastor, if I don't know all the scripture references. It's all right. Hey, you know your story. Hello. You can share your story, man. I, far from God and then came to know him. May the news of the gospel never grow old in our heart. I think that's some of the problem, if, if we're being honest. is Some of us, man, we struggle to share it because, man, the, the gospel message has grown old to us. We think we've advanced past it. No, 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 we, we hadn't. We, 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 hey, we need to be reminded of the good news of what Jesus Christ did every single day of our life. The gospel God saved us, man, it also sustains us. Keeps us. So the call for us, man, is to, man, faithfully share it.
faithfully share. We see that Philip faithfully shared this news, right? And, and we see that the eunuch, man, he came to faith. How, he said, Pastor, where does it say How do you know he came to faith? Because, man, he said, hey, look, there's water, man. How can I be baptized? Like I said, hey, at, all throughout Acts, we see that baptism always precedes, right, to salvation. Always comes after salvation. We see that he gets saved, man, and then gets baptized. And then the eunuch never sees Philip again, and the eunuch, man, goes on his way, singing praises and testifying. I always wondered, Brother Sean, what happened to the eunuch afterwards, right? A lot of folks say, man, hey, you know, he was start of, right, to the... Gospel message spreading all throughout Africa, right? Which, not really known evidence of that. Uh, in the region where he was from, around the 4th century, right? There were churches that were being built there in the Nubian Empire, right? Folks coming to faith right around that time. But we know this for sure, right? That the eunuch was uh, one that went back home and planted seeds of the gospel to others. Because he understood, right, that the gospel message, man, it... it went to him because it was going to somebody else. And that's the same heart and attitude we've got to have. Faithfully sharing. Hey, can I, can I just ask you a question? When's the last time you've shared the gospel with somebody? Hey, when's the last time you've cultivated a relationship with someone that you know isn't saved so that you could share the gospel with them? When's the last time you've answered the Lord's leading for you to go and tell that person who needs Jesus, man, the good news? Hey, the call for us all is to faithfully share. Middle of the 19th century, um, there was a missionary by the name of John Getty. All right, he was a pastor in Canada that was led of the Lord to go to uh, the islands, right, the remote islands, over 20,000 miles from where he was located. And the interesting thing about these islands where there were some unreached people that were there, but they weren't just ordinary people. They were cannibals, known cannibals. Folks had gone there in the past to try and minister to them, share the good news with them, but... They had no success. But God called John Getty to go. And so he went, right, and faithfully shared, and slowly but surely, there were a couple of folks that came to faith, right? But they were under the constant threat of their lives being taken, them literally being eaten. But he faithfully shared. And after 30 years of this faithful service, man, in obedience to the Lord, they were able to translate a whole Bible in the native language there. And the famous statement came about that said, man, whenever the Gettys got there, there were no Christians that were there. But when they left in 1872, there were no heathens. The gospel spread to all the islands that were there. And folks got saved. You may say, Pastor, 
why do you share that story? Listen, I, I share it because, man, the Lord God is still at work, man. He, hey, he, he still wants to save people. He still wants to use us to be a vehicle in folks coming to faith. We can't save people ourselves, man. But, hey, if we answer the faithful call to share this good news with people that are around us, man, folks are going to come to faith. You're a testimony of that. I'm a testimony of that. Folks are going to come to faith. And so the call for us, listen, is to not just stay in the same place and be content with folks that are around us dying and spending an eternity, a Christless eternity in a place called hell. Hey, hey, the call for us is to answer the Lord's, answer the call, man, to share by following the Lord's lead. Hey, by choosing to enter into relationships, man, perhaps with people that are different than we are, than our family is, for the purpose of them getting the gospel. And to answer the call to faithfully share. Hey, we, none of us in here, man, are exempt from this call to share, man. None of us. And so, man, may we faithfully be those people, man, that open our mouths and share what Jesus Christ has done in our, in our heart and life and what he wants to do in the heart and lives of others.